0: Hey, I'm one of the folk, Hannah Warby. This episode of the Newport Folk Podcast is brought to you by the Texas Music Office, Kessler Presents, and Lagunitas Brewing Company, partnering with
1: Newport Folk to present Glorietta and Friends at Parlor Cafe on Friday, July 27th and Saturday, July 28th. Tickets go on sale Tuesday, May 22nd. Thanks and enjoy the episode.
0: Hey this is Matthew Logan Vasquez. I have taken over this Newport Folk Festival podcast to sit down with my old friend Jay Sweet of Newport Folk Festival, curator, master sensei of uh, what the shenanigan of the summer up in the northeast here. Uh, We've got a bunch of fun things to go through, Um, but first I want to say, hi Jay.
1: Hey man, how are you? This is so weird, we're like (laughs) hanging out not in Newport, A, and not at either one of your shows. Yeah or at some other weird thing. We're actually in my little yeah. tiny hometown hanging out. Yeah,
0: this is really weird to see have <laughs> I mean, to this, be in your world versus my that's world. That's exactly right. Yeah. This
1: is this is the, a glimpse into the other side, my man. Yeah. He actually walked into the office and you're looking around being like, "So this is where it <laughs> is." It's real. Yeah,
0: blows my you know, I haven't been to my agent's office. So it's obviously a Monterey, Paradigm, but like uh, yeah, I don't know what to expect with exactly. a festival office, you know? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a crazy thing you guys put on. every year and and uh how you guys curate it is pretty pretty radical
1: well i i obviously appreciate it mm-hmm.
0: yeah in the in the newport dojo well should we jump right in and start talking about uh what exactly the newport folk festival is today
1: yeah i mean it's your show matt i'm, okay. I'm here just alone for the ride you're, all right you're, well, the, you're the you're the one with all the knowledge
0: let's cover some of these fun instagram uh questions so, uh, these are comments. things that
1: you've 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 gleaned,
0: uh, you've, yeah. You've, you've, I've, I've pulled some comments off of the uh, the interwebs. Instagram, yeah, and just some just some interesting things like, um, you know, shaky grapes shrieking on my toilet. What does that mean exactly?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I think that means music, the person's really happy, yeah, or it yeah, makes yeah. him have to take a huge <laughs> crap. Or something? I don't know. Just like,
0: he's so good looking, he and is, and oh, so oh, charming oh. that you just in need, immediately feel like you, you ate. Some really spicy Indian food. <laughs> yeah, these are there's some good ones in here. The one I really want to talk about, though, is the uh, is the Saint Vincent one. Where did okay. it go? I had it somewhere. That's all right. Find it. So Scott on Instagram said, "Great addition. Might be time to consider changing the name of the festival, though." So I'd just like to talk about <laughs> the big. You really question. want to go right for yeah, the? Yeah, yeah. Let's just talk about it. It's like the great question of what is folk music I mean Dylan went electric and all that but but you know for me um, I, I want you to kind of answer it and then I'm just going to jump off all your right, back no, this that's one. fine I,
1: I, you know I I pretend I don't read these comments but I do and I take them to heart and I mean I, if I were to say one thing I, and I know this isn't really the question that Scott is asking but uh, I'm going to basically steal it from him Uh You know, if I were to be able to go back, I think the word festival has kind of been bastardized and appropriated by a a new kind of wave of the music industry. And it almost has like a negative connotation to it, seemingly, or more negative connotations than in the past. Because remember, when we started, the Newport started and George started it and Pete Seeger they kind of defined what that word meant. It, it, it didn't have a previous real meaning. I mean, there was an opera festival in in, in Italy, but that that was like the only thing you could really look at because the word festival didn't really mean what it means today. And if I were to change anything, I just dropped the word festival, not the word folk or jazz. I would just drop the word festival because I don't think Newport folk in, in the new world order of what a festival brings to mind. I don't think Newport is that. Even though it was the one that created the word, I think it's, It's it's just moved beyond the original definition, and I think the word you know just Newport folk is what most people say anyway. We're like, hey, or now it's like you're going to Newport. Yeah. 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 If I'm with you or other music musicians, it's so I think. And the other thing I would say is I don't think it's time to change. I mean, there's one easy way out to say, look, the reason why it was called Newport Folk when it was created in 1959 is because rock and roll was only like four years old and could have been like disco and been a yeah, fad. Yeah, it was that total like, fad. Yeah. So who, so you know, who knew uh, that rock yeah. and roll? So I mean, uh, you know, I, I think that that you have to remember when it was created, the word folk was a catch-all for basically everything that wasn't jazz. Yeah, that, totally. That's 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 what George. Well, let's call it folk because folk music is basically music for the people, and it wasn't following a jazz form, and, and it was kind of a George literally created it to be a catch-all for him. So George's definition when he created the festival was not jazz. Yeah. That's the definition of fun. was not jazz. And then obviously when Pete Seeger got involved, people just made this connection with, okay, well now that Pete's, the curator, like had my gig before me, right? Like folk, uh, M. Ward said this best once and actually Emmylou Harris totally just completely said the same thing. So if M. Ward to Emmylou Harris say the exact Mm -hmm. word, which is... Folk is really whatever the hell Pete Seeger said it was while he was still alive. That that was folk. Pete <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. says it's folk, it's folk, and that's the only, that's the end all, judge jury execution. Yeah, right. yeah. But I mean, I you know, changing the name of the festival, isn't it really that what you're doing or what any of our mutual friends do? Isn't it's not as if they created that in some vacuum that it's not tied to either a a. a a Dylan or or a Janis Joplin or or a Johnny Cash, yeah, all people who've played the folk festival. are all coming
0: from a bunch of different things and a bunch of different music scenes that have been influenced by this stuff. Right, and it's all all. I mean, man.
1: I mean, I don't know <laughs> if that's a like, question. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it kind
0: of did. You know, like the thing is, is like, you know, Annie Annie's music is 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 an art and like something that she toiled on. Not St. Vincent, or, Annie Clark. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry. No, sorry. More, I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. St. Vincent has created some music. That is uh that is not built to just own like just to be a commercial thing. I mean it's the mu- oh. it's not the music music, it is the well, music well, let's, business. Let's, but let's it's talk about not, it. But popular, right? Yeah, because yeah, it, but it's it popular. No, but, no yeah. but what I'm saying is
1: the popular music, by definition, pop music, which yeah. stands for popular music, is built to as you just said, is built to try to gain a wide audience and be popular, but usually popular for a small segment of time. right? Yeah, I think yeah. Annie's music that she's creating is not built to do anything. She's you know, built
0: a legacy of of music. And like yeah. is one of one of the best guitar players, bar none, out yeah, right how, now. How and much different
1: is what she's doing different than Joan Baez did when she decided to totally. do I I don't think there's that much difference. I really <laughs> yeah, don't. Totally. I know I know it sounds crazy, but yeah. for that time period, yeah. She's a very independent woman sure. who is doesn't take crap from anybody and like yeah. this is the music I want it. You can either by the way, I'm not begging you to listen. Either yeah, get yeah. on board or I don't really care. Yeah. Totally.
0: And I think it's just that version of like art versus commercialism is kind of what comes down to it. And that's where I love the fact that Newport Folk Festival is a nonprofit organization. You can walk around the festival not seeing, uh, and I like Bud Light, you know, and our overlords that are, you know, our, our corporate overlords are definitely the greatest patrons of art nowadays because music's free, but it is so refreshing. One one musical gathering a year uh, that uh, you can walk around and it's only about music. And that's all it's about.
1: Well, it's uncomfortable to me to basically ask you guys to play for the pittance. The I always say, drop a zero off the band's worth and that's where I start the negotiation. <laughs> it's like yeah. one-tenth. And, and so to do that and then have you guys have to stare into the bank of this or the Oil, gas, and whatever—it just doesn't yeah, yeah. seem right, you know. And and so if you guys are are doing it, and again, we've also we've been very fortunate due to the trust of the audiences, we're not trading on your name to sell any tickets. Yeah. So we're not we're not we're not using. Okay, Matt, we want to use your name to go sell a bunch of tickets. And then we're going to only pay you a tenth of your fee, and and then we're going to pocket all this money. I mean, yeah. that, that's a bad—I think the way it all goes down is the exact opposite. And again, why it's—I think the word festival is somewhat of—strangely even saying this is a bit of a misnomer in some respects to to what we do. I mean, you don't call Farm Aid a festival, right? Or Bridge no. School isn't a festival. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. they're just not. They're this other thing, and they're yeah. the things that musicians like to do because they're giving back and— they're also like okay there's a respite from the normal I mean look the reason why we're drinking iced coffee is I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to like support your exhaustion <laughs> that you've done how many dates in a row I was 13 shows okay, in a row 13 so shows I'm in a row cooked. and right so totally cooked and you're doing a day off and you come in here to do this and I know it's not be, I know you love me but it's also be, there's a, I'm here because yes, I love yes, you yes I know that but I'm saying that I think there's yeah. this other thing that it's like okay I want to celebrate the respite like in the middle of my summer tour whatever it be if there's a place like I can go congregate with like minded musicians and humans who just want to be together. Yeah. Like that that's really oh, you get a set, great. But I mean, I always laugh at it is some years I bet you people don't even know which years you've had an actual set and which years you haven't, which is what I love. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I got to go on a I I think uh the year after Delt Spirit played with and middle brother also played that that year, that first time we did it. And um the year after that we were just hanging out and had a great time and it got rained out, and I was just, uh, or it got rained out in the evening. We we're evening, gonna have yeah, another yeah. one of those evening Think, set yeah. things. <laughs> After and, the, uh, the first one with the bear suit. Yeah, the bear suit. <laughs> I have a good story about that bear suit. Yeah. I so. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> I, I, the, we should talk about that and yeah. like okay so Newport Folk Festival oh Pete the pers- was there yeah yeah so night. from the perspective of a, from an artist getting to play this music festival and why we take less money for it and don't care and just everybody sits sits together and does all this great fun stuff but it's like how fun it is for a musician to like collaborate on each other's stages but also like that party, the first year we played, was one of something that I'll never forget in my life. Having Rambling Jack Elliott wish Pete Seeger a happy birthday by singing a song in Spanish in the presence of maybe a 100, 150 people yeah, that's at about the right. It's about hundred people. Yeah, and uh, they're both kind of like crying tiger tears, and just it was super moving. And then um, my my wife was there with me, who um, the night we hit it off, uh, that like kind of set everything in motion. Um, I stole a bear suit from Webster Hall and I tackled Black Angels manager Nick Stern wearing it because he Um, said Nick yeah oh yeah so fun and that that whole moment happened and then um, and then it ended up in Katie Alexander's uh, uh, Camry who was (laughs) dating Who is the reason why Middle Brother happened because I've been friends with Katie and then that whole connection happened but then John was wearing that bear suit John McCauley John McCauley from Deer Tick all that fun stuff and he (laughs) <laughs>
1: he almost died. Yeah. Because he was sweating so <laughs> So much.
0: hot. But uh, he played LaBamba wearing that bear suit. And I got. It was got actually to-
1: LaBamba, I want to be sedated, twist and shout, yeah. back into LaBamba.
0: All that I could think about was. I was sharing a microphone with Gillian Welsh, and she was shaking a and her steely blue eyes were just looking at me and she was having so much fun because... You held a lighter she, up, by yeah, the way, at the end I of the picture. I, you, I have a picture dying. of you holding a lighter up at the end of <laughs> the I was dying. And that's just like those moments to like get to have like the vacation or it's like, you know the only other opportunity to get peop- that many people together at the same time is something like um, like South by Southwest, but everybody is just getting. It's just it's bands or it's brands before bands nowadays with South by Southwest, and and it's just like man, you get to see people, but everybody's playing like eight shows, and it's just a shenanigan. So it's you know to have the in the light of day. You get to music. hang out and just, Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's oysters, there's no um, there's chill.
1: no Ferris wheels. There's no. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's okay if you want to do interviews. That's about the only thing. You know, if it's up to you, and then we say, hey, you know, if you don't want to do any interviews, that's all in your call. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I mean, I know we got one question, but, the, the, I, I, but no, but I I think we hit on some uh, an important point. So thank you, Scott. But I I don't ever want anyone to think that you know my definition, which I've always asked, is I don't want to you know again take the easy road with what Pete said. But uh, you know, for me, it's like. I'm very fortunate for for I'll say this. Whatever folk, fo- what folk is uh, defined by me is whatever we put on the festival that particular year is what nu- <laughs> is what Newport is defining as folk music for that year. Yeah, people music. It's people music.
0: Yeah, yeah and that, I get I get that vibe totally. I mean, yeah, I think we covered that. Let's move on. Let's move on. I want to <laughs> talk. I want to talk about. Uh, um, poor Casey still don't understand how this festival doesn't list all the performers before deciding to sell it out in one day and I I want to go you go first yeah yeah, I want to jump off the back of this because I can kind of get down on this one but um, basically what Newport the way that I've tried to explain it to my friends about what makes Newport great is partly that you have a Bill Graham type aesthetic of being a promoter where it's like or or a really good chef that's just like trust me and this is gonna be your prefix for the summer and i've i promise you my music taste doesn't suck and if you don't know this artist you're gonna love this artist and then you should get turned on to new music and it's really hard to do that when everything else is curated away from you by like all like facebook is monetized instagram is monetized uh spotify you can't actually you don't get to pick your top eight with spotify so your related artists are just an al- a computer algorithm. Everything's an algorithm. Life is an algorithm. And it's just nice to have, you know, have uh, one place where there's just a gatekeeper about nothing, where it's just like only about the music. That you're gonna enjoy and you're gonna have a lovely summer day in Newport, Rhode Island. It's not a horrible thing, you know?
1: Right. I think that's a uh, thank you, Matt, because you just very succinctly put what I've never can because I'm so verbose, is because I feel like the best part of the job is being the ultimate DJ, right? I mean, yeah. how many places do you get to go now on any of your devices, even terrestrial radio or satellite radio or whatever the hell you get your music that it's like, okay, I might find out about 16 new bands in a day. Yeah. Like meaning like you can show up at Newport and only know, you know, there's 22, roughly 22 bands a day. And let's say you only know some of the big, bigger names, right? Well, let's say you find only four. I mean, when was the last time you found four new of your favorite bands in one day? I mean, it, it, it's like a unicorn. And I yeah. think that's what Newport, I think the reason Newport sells out in that time is, I mean, I don't, I take this beyond seriously. In fact, probably too much about the the trust and the curatorial aspect of it. But I think a lot of it, somebody made a funny comment and I kind of get it. It's kind of funny He's saying like, well, what if you just didn't have any bands would, I wonder how many people would just buy it because they know that other like-minded music fans who just want to be turned on would just come, even if there was no music, just to like hang out in, <laughs> out at the park. An open mic. Yeah, just exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously there's, there's the, 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 the little funny kernel of truth in that is that I think that for me, I get to hang, it, it's an excuse to hang out with people that I know that are just really into music. Just, and by the way, if you're there for the headliners, I got to be brutally honest. I, I don't know if this is your festival. I yeah. swear to God, it's a horrible thing to say as somebody who's trying to promote people to come to Newport. But the reality is, is if you're there just because you're like, I recognize these names, I don't think this is your music festival. Yeah. Does that you, make, it's a horrible it totally thing to does. say. Or
0: even like the album version of anything. It's not like the performances in Newport and that's the thing that or it's, there's so many different tiers of what I love about it, but it's like, um, that you're not going to get the headliners, like, you're not going to get the same Roger Waters experience. No. You're going to get a completely different experience and that's kind of the magic. You're going to get this one Newport, like, it's like a different sheen. Everybody kind of puts a different gaze in. And also it's like the, um, the other part about it is like the, the way that you guys gatekeep. Bands stepping through uh, and playing on your stage, it seems that like collaboration oh. and it's just like having like the way that you book bands just seems like we want to instill the most friends getting on each other's bills and playing on that thing. And that has been a tradition from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: I mean, from the very beginning. But we've ne- the one thing that I want to point out that I'm glad you pointed out was that we never ask, we've never once asked any artist to collaborate with another artist. We set the day up in <laughs> such a way that it's like suggested things. Yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, hey, but, by the way, I don't know if you know this, Matt, but two sets after yours, friend yeah. A, B, and C is yeah, like, yeah. I just want you to know. Yeah, I just yeah, want yeah. you to know. Hmm. You might be interested. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. You might want to know. But uh, but no. I, I Well, actually, the more friends that we've become, I've been like, dude, yeah. someone says going to be there. Sure, my, take that back. But, yeah, my it, voice
0: got cooked on that remember. that one, and you guys helped me get a. Uh, Get a, yeah, get a rock talk and get my voice on steroids, which is really scary. But it came back and it was a miracle I was able to perform that Middle Brother reunion set. And you had suggest like, you know Cam Franklin should sing on theater. I think her voice would crush that. And she did. And then after that, or right before that had happened, I got into The Sufferers more and more and uh, had her sing on my record and do all that stuff. And it just, like, led into the, a whole nother Pickle another of fun, but know. a
1: whole another Newport folk alum love man yeah, yeah. like but I, the, the thing that's interesting about what the only the only piece of advice that I'm actually giving anybody that has not been there before uh, or, or artistically is pretty simple I'm like here's the deal and, and it sounds uh, uh like myopic from me but I said if you come and do your like shed show or your theater show or your club show like if you just come deliver the one that you do your your 10 song or 11 whatever Yeah it is, yeah you're going to get you're going to get screwed one because they never they they didn't buy a ticket to see you because they didn't know you were playing you the proverbial you and if you just give them the show that they may have seen at like the last time you were through town they're going to be disappointed because by the way there's like four other stages happening and yeah. if they think you're just kind of doing your thing and going through the motions which i think that's the only advice I've really given to many artists when they come. I was like, "Look, you have to let the audience know that you know where you're playing right now, and that you are just one chapter in a 60-year book, and you're a chapter. And if you don't write the best sentence or the best paragraph, you can, <laughs> you're gonna get edited out. Yeah. Literally, you're like, I yeah. didn't, I didn't make the cut. I mean, yeah. And 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 the thing is, some believe me, and some don't. And I've seen that audience because that audience listens. I've seen an audience sit on their hands and been like." yeah, no, uh, this is a big name person and I'm just not feeling it so I'm gonna go to, over to a tent to see a band that I don't know. Yeah. So I think there's this, it, like, Jesus, I, I have to bring it and that's why, but the, but the but the best thing of the reward is what you just said, if you think you're gonna see the album version of it, if you deliver the album version, you're better screwing up, warts and all, That you actually get more applause, strangely, yeah, when you yeah, screw yeah, up yeah. the lyrics or, or you're doing it in a different time signature. Totally, People are like, yeah, it's different, <laughs> oh my God, warts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could have the set
0: of your life and then have Chris Christopherson walk up on stage and then Margot <laughs> Price come and sing Bobby <laughs> McGee. So, humble you. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's so, it's railing humility. Because, you know, and when Pete was still around, it's just like, man, this guy walked the earth with Lead belly and, and Woody Guthrie. And Woody Guthrie, and Guthrie. They, they, they,
1: they, they actually hitchhiked across America <laughs> following blues musicians yeah. before the beats were even before Kerouac was even thinking
0: about it. Yeah, and trying to lay down some crazy crap, or not crap, like trying try no, to no, lay no. down an insane tip about unions and getting people together and having like a purpose behind music. And I think that has shifted in a lot of ways about, um, you know, I think that it's cool that you guys make a point. What's what's your guys' political... Uh, it's easy. It? Uh, the, the I, politi- I don't have the...
1: Uh, the, 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 the political...
0: Uh, uh, you guys have a... Oh, you oh. guys do do that. You guys touch on that yeah, every we did year. That. Yeah, last year we did yeah. the Speak
1: Out set, and this year we're doing A Change Is Gonna Come. Yeah, Change Is Gonna Come. Yeah, and this one was a celebration of our long, outstanding relationship with the civil rights movement. Yeah. Because Pete was adamant about getting people to sign up well, one, to get up volunteers to help go down to the South to get people to register to vote. Yeah, like Freedom was, Riders. Freedom Riders, right. So, But Pete's whole thing was to try to teach people, saying, one way we can all come together is learn some of these same songs. So when we're marching, yeah, we, we can sing all these songs together. I mean, Jesus Christ, man. Like, how awesome that <laughs> That's is. That is so and then, brilliant. Like, and then, like, having this at Newport and, like, hanging with Mavis Staples and being like, okay, Mavis— how do we get your culture, my culture, how do we get these cultures together? And well, let's do it through song. Right. And, and you know, little things like the sea Island singers and this Appalachian shape note singers, which are predominantly white men from Appalachia that didn't re- read much, which is why they did shape notes. singing yeah. Because they couldn't read music. And then you have the sea Island singers, which is basically, you know, Gullah, right. Right. So yeah. you had these two. So George, uh, George Ween and all his brilliance, uh, was hysterical. He actually sent, he the, the bus picked up the Appalachian Shape Note singer men and women and then he sent the same bus th- to come to the festival. He sent the same bus to the other hotel to pick up the Sea Island Singers. Put him on the same bus on the way to Newport and that, that could have been a really tense you know, move, and it was so awesome because I guess uh, these shape note singing men like, stood up and gave their seats to these black women on this bus to Newport. And those are little small moments in the grand history of the civil rights movement, but in actuality, music was, as we know with jazz and, and Pres Hall everything, music, yeah. music was the first integrator. Yeah. of 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 these cultures. Yeah. And and I think George has always, and and George was married to a black woman in the 50s. And yeah. you know, a small Jewish man marrying a black woman in the 50s is not usually what you'd think. So I think that there is this underlying importance in this year and everything that's happening in the outer world with yeah. color uh and creed and, whose and race name we and, will not mention. And, right. And so we always have just said, listen, here's the reality. All we're doing is giving a very safe safe microphone for artists to say what they want to say. And if people get upset with what they want to say and they want to be upset with us, that we will take that heat all day long. But the reality is, is I don't know because I think because of what we just talked about earlier about, uh, there isn't a lot of, uh, worry about whether you're going to upset a a sponsor or, or, or the corporation that owns the venue that's being underwritten by a company that might get railed on by an artist, you know, like, like, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, I don't think, I, I, like I said, an artist is safe to say what they want to say on the Newport stage, and and I think that is a strangely a gift that seems obvious, but that I've watched a lot of artists been like, God, I, I would I was gonna go cover this song and say these things, but I realize who's writing the check. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I we would take like I said, I take all this shit pretty seriously. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know.
0: Well, I feel like we covered enough questions, but I want to talk about. Uh I want to talk about a few people that are playing that I'm really excited about. Sure. I love, I love Jenny Lewis. Yeah. She. I saw her at a, when I was 18 at Amoeba, during Rilo, Ky- Rilo Kylie, Rilo Kiley. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I like snuck in through underneath. You can. Uh, oh, you now giving secrets yeah, of how to get into Amoeba. Well, back in the day, your best in if it was sold out was go through the car, like the basement of the car the airport, thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, car, the carport, and you go up the yeah. stairs from the inside. And um sometimes you can like shimmy, like do a little shimmy shake and you can get back there. And I did that for that show. And um that that uh that takeoffs and landing record is like any anytime I'm driving on like in between sorry in between uh San Francisco and uh Portland, I put that record on takeoffs takes off and take off and take offs and landings, and it's so good, and she rules did you survive all those fires and floods how did you survive
1: I've had this kind of crazy relationship with Jenny because um, I've always, before her first time there, it was one of those people that I kept begging to come, yeah. like asking, please come, please come, please come. And uh, I remember I saw her at another festival. I, I'd never, uh, I'd, I'd asked her to come and I'd never met her. And then she said yes. Uh, it's like asking a woman to marry you. And then finally say yes. <laughs> she said yes. Uh, and I ran into her backstage uh I, the our friends, the Decemberists, were playing a festival. I went there that she was playing there and then uh Chris Funk made the introduction, said you, you need to go meet Jenny. So went over and she's like, Okay, you're the guy that, you know, has been asking and she's like, Okay, you know, what's your advice? Uh you know, I've heard from everybody, you know, Newport, Newport, Newport. What's your advice? And I was like, just don't suck. <laughs> it was like the worst advice. I, I, I was so tongue-tied yeah. when I saw her because I love her. And yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I just don't suck. She's like, okay, thanks. Great advice. I'll try to keep that in mind when I play. But I think she got it, you know? And I think she got it, I mean, after playing it. Um, and she was, you know, Ryan was there. Ryan Adams was there that year. And Ryan had produced some of the record and and uh, her, her material. And I think she, she realized, like, of all her uh, one degree of separation connections in music, that they had all kind of done it. And then I think once she got it, I think it's like, okay, I'll come back whenever I I have something. I want to come back. Yeah, And that's, that's that thing of like, you know, Jenny Lewis doesn't have to come to Newport, but it's like, it's one of those open door invitations for someone like her. It's like, okay, Jenny, when, when you want to come, let me know. Yeah. But I need artists like that who who are who who don't have to take a detour to come up to the north the small estate in the union yeah, to an yeah. island off the smallest state in the union to do a show. But she does it because she's like, that's what you do. That's yeah. what that's what an artist does. Yeah.
0: It sounds it sounds pretty like, happy she's I'm, coming back, Yeah, be So cool. Also man. Yeah. Dang, I'm excited <laughs> I knew where to you're gonna be, right? Yeah, I know. That's where yeah. I'm definitely gonna be watching. And also, um Man, so Lucas Nelson. Yeah. I like I have like uh I've seen him uh, the first time I knew who he was was uh, I bought tickets to see Willie Nelson and Ryan Adams at the Hollywood Bowl Mm -hmm. Phil Lesh played bass because this is Cold Rose's era yeah uh, and his bass player I think was about to have a baby so Phil Lesh fills in yeah that's Phil fills in
1: yeah Phil Phil, Phil.
0: and then um, I'm oddly sitting I bought tickets like cold bought like these tickets like, but I'm sitting next to Ron Jeremy the whole time somehow oh, come on. but I'm like not in the expensive <laughs> seats and he's on a date and I'm just like this is way too LA like this whole moment is just like oh, Los Angeles these huge like yeah, Hollywood bowl bombs yeah like, he's just like yeah, it's yeah so cool and then uh, Willie gets on stage and has this, the, one of most beautifully like arranged sets you could make. And it was just the the hot, if you can ever see a concert there, it's kind of like the Fenway Park of music venues. Yeah. And, um, but I remember when Lucas, uh, when Willie introduced his son and said, this is my son, Lucas Nelson, and he played Texas flood with like a Corvette yellow, um, PRS guitar and I got kind of bummed I was like man but his guitar playing is insane, so good yeah, insane yeah. and he's singing it and he's like singing his heart out and I I mean I love Steve Ray Vaughn but yep. like be growing up in Austin like stigma about uh Steve Ray Vaughn and he he definitely did it justice but I just was like I just couldn't wrap my mind around I was in a different place and so is so is he with that guitar but um later I met him um uh at a at this festival way i think it's way home in ontario and the promise of the real was was uh neil young's backing band, and i had seen crazy horse already and it was amazing uh an incredible experience watching crazy horse but uh i met lucas in the catering tent right before like they were getting ready to go on stage and stuff and he introduced himself and was super humble and really sweet. Okay. But then but then I watched Neil Young like revert fifteen years off his life Easy. and play a three hour set. And like and watch Lucas' guitar playing and singing. Like that whole thing like put new life into somebody that I worship. you want to see on this lineup is there anybody else well i want to hear well i want to talk about my thing yeah for a second can we
1: well can we talk about how it happened (laughs) yeah i mean like all right let's talk about how how i was like how i was like okay matt this is how you're gonna come back (laughs) to
0: (laughs) i told uh so i uh there's it's there's not gonna be another Mill brother record probably but um but we all still love each other. And I really wanted to make a friend record. Dilt Spirit isn't ready to like make another record yet. And I had just... I had needed to fill my time. So I found a bunch of my friends that I knew whose record Tell cycles... Tell everybody in it. A bunch of my friends whose yep. record cycles are about to get worn down. And um, the first call I made was David Ramirez. And uh, hit him up and... And we had met like through this crazy Craigslist thing, uh, through Adrian Casada, who ended up being a part of it from Brown Out, Black Pumas, uh, used to play in Grupo Fantasma, some amazing Grammy Award winning yeah. artist. And then uh and a local Austin, Texas, like aficionado. He also played with uh, Spanish Gold. Um and then um Noah and David had been really tight and had been on tour together and I had no idea that they knew each other. And he, I've known Noah since he had dreadlocks and like playing in the church Gunderson. and stuff when I, I played in the church. Yeah, Noah Gunderson. And then, um, of course, I called Nathaniel Ratliff, and Nathaniel couldn't do it, but then could do it, but then couldn't do it, but kind of did it, but didn't do it. <laughs> that's, a, that's about right. <laughs> that, that's about the way that's the, way right. I that's can, that's the right. best yeah. way I can explain how that went down, but yeah, and then um and then my friend and then I needed a backup in case anybody pulled out. And so I had this unknown guy who's one of my favorite songwriters and uh this guy Jason Robert Blum who's uh whose record was produced by Jim Scott who did Ghost Is Born Tom Petty Wildflowers The Echo Record. Um he uh he had um JJ Johnson play drums on it uh, from Tedeschi Trucks like the best drummer and uh blake mills also played on the record and uh, this guy dave Monsey, who also i think plays with tedeschi but the um that whole thing like he made this record that's basically tom petty with a texas vernacular and it's so good and so i called him up he's also a chef so i rent this airbnb first thing but where was ceiling. it wasn't it in, in uh, santa fe santa new fe, mexico. mexico so he rents this, this place in santa fe new mexico or outside of it in a place called glorieta thus the name, but uh, had a vaulted ceiling, took everybody, got in my van.
1: But also, wasn't there other one uh, non-male?
0: Oh yeah, there was, but but <laughs> this is what happened. So we were about Mama to Bear? leave the night before we left. Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot my favorite one.
1: Well, I but, did because from my accounts with her, she was the one keeping all that shit together. She did.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, she was the closer. Well, we'll Another say that. Newport folk alone. Yes. So Kelsey Wilson from Wild Child was drink out really late, and I had asked months before, like, hey, will you come out to this thing? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And then she's drinking with, she's out drinking with Ramirez, and David Ramirez is like, come on, Kelsey, let's just go, come on. And uh, she's like, all right, fuck it, I'm coming. And so she just gets in the van. Like, it's like literally the day before, like she gets in the van. We spend this. We get out there. There's a jacuzzi. It's snowing in the jacuzzi. We're only drinking Espolon tequila for our corporate overlords to send us free <laughs> stuff for this from this nonprofit festival. Yes. Vita Espalon and then Jason is cooking these crazy southwestern, like Michelin southwestern Massive meals. meals. Every everybody's eating like kings. Everybody's in a great mood. Everybody comes with like two to three songs, and then uh, a lot of people had kind of unfinished things, and it was just like. I'd wake up and record stuff and then uh until I was completely exhausted and Adrian would come in all the while it's like in the house, there's there's people collaborating and finishing songs, like in, in bedrooms and like working out lyrics and we're all hanging out and whenever when somebody needs a break and practicing
1: like, vocals in the bathroom, yeah. The but always, yeah, but
0: always mm-hmm. around dinner time we would like we would eat dinner and then it would just be like everybody does party like it would be like a party song and it would just be the funnest thing and it's I'm so proud of what came out of that and I was calling you texting you and calling you you. I was like you're you're so so screwed (laughs) (laughs) I think I heard the the third song
1: I know I think I heard the third song and we were like all right who do I even call to make an (laughs) offer to
0: We still don't have a bank account yet for you uh, to send. Great, us money. I know.
1: I you know, Brittany's like, how we're we gonna contact? Yeah, we're
0: this gonna. Uh, we'll talk about we'll that. We'll figure later. that. We'll do but, business um, later. But uh, yeah, it was just so funny, and I, I sent you the record, but Brittany was the one that was like listening to it, like yeah, like over blasting and at you. Over. And you just, usually. Like, that's right. And you just kept going, Who is this? Like, this, is, this is
1: awesome. And she's like, Yeah, it's Glorietta, asshole. Yeah. And I was like, Ah, oh, right, yes. <laughs> and then eventually it just got into my thing where I was then yelling at her, like, put on that Glorietta record. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know?
0: But it was a pretty it, it was like one of those things. But where it was so
1: what it was was what you could hear through it was what we we're just talking about. We were actually, again, also laughing when Dan was trying to get these vocal mics and About the demo vibe of it, about the blood on the tracks, about about how much blood went into those songs. You could hear it. And like what we were also talking about in this podcast of like the warts and the thing. I think there's such an immediacy to that, those songs, because they'd only been played once, twice, three times, or somebody had been working on it on their own and then brought it to this crazy group and... And I, I think you hear that. And I think that's why I'm immediately drawn to that in that sense of like, OK, well, one, there's a couple of Newport Folk alum on there. And any time a Newport Folk alum plays with another, it's like done. I mean, that's my heart. You know, is when there's all this collaborative vibe going. And, but I really wanted to say what what sold me was the just the blood in it. It just it yeah. had life. It had life, and there's some of those things that are DOA, man. That like you get, and you're like, wow, this is totally kind of forced. And I feel yeah. like, that was the exact opposite of that. You heard
0: it immediately. I just wanted the party. I wanted everybody to taste the food that we and and like feel the amount of alcohol we were drinking. <laughs> but it's like in all the sad songs that you hear, uh, or there's like two. One that Noah did, and one that I did. That uh, that we're singing, and you can hear in. During the first verse, you hear like a door open and shut, yeah. and somebody's trying to be really quiet, but they're they're just waking up, like from right. the hangover of what happened the night before, and um, it's the buttons, yeah, it's and the, you, the buttons it's on the all guitar, the buttons, and you can hear like people screaming and joking around during the song, or like like bottles clanking, like in the middle of a song that's even pretty loud, because somebody like bumped a table, and it's you get that, it's sense. immediacy, of yeah, it. yeah,
1: there's an immediacy to it, no yeah. hindsight. <laughs> that was, by the way, in case you're wondering, that was kind of the theme of he and I trying to talk because we have so many <laughs> stories that we could go back and uh, talk about. One, me putting my face in your sweaty belly at one of those shows, and yes, uh, yeah. that was last time. Oh, that was last time. Yeah, we have yeah, a photo, we have photo proof of that. Yeah, I'd rather. Okay, that Let's was burn
0: those. How'd that taste? <laughs> I know what Matt's sweaty belly tastes months like. of tour and lint. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered the gambit here. Yeah, I really
1: appreciate it.
0: Well, thank you so much, J-Sweet. Newport Folk Festival. Really looking forward to having everybody out this summer. Uh, We love you guys, and thank you for continuing to support a prefixed dish of some of the greatest music and community you can get a part of. All right. Peace.
1: Peace out.